All right, are you guys ready? We got some good stuff. We got some good stuff. Clap your hands. We got some good stuff. I just realized Lance isn't here, so you got to get Lance all his stuff, okay? You got to get him all his tools, so tell him we miss him. Oh, is he now? All right. Well, we send you love, Lance, in Costa Rica. Costa Rica. All right. All right. Good to see Elder Kenny back from a wonderful tour. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Um, okay, so we got lots to do today, so we're going to jump right in, okay? Are you ready? I'm like, me, me and Grace have been watching SpongeBob. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. All right. No, we're not going to watch SpongeBob. <laughs> Okay, so this is what we're going to do, just so that, um, that you know. This, this week is the vision casting, so we're going to break down the vision and kick off the fast. So we wanted everybody to convene together. We're going to, um, we're going to do the fast uh, starting this evening, okay? The fast will kick off. So this gives you... to. <laughs> so you can get your little snacks in, go grocery shopping, get everything you need. Um, and uh, then we will jump into the fast. Next week, we have a special guest, Eric Givens, that's coming. If anybody wants to come, he just is amazing. He's a trainer. He's a nutritionist. He's just amazing. And he wants to talk about the Daniel fast and how to cleanse our bodies and keep our bodies. You know, we do a lot. We, we worry a lot about... Um, Oh, Grace, oh, she figured it out. Grace is deciding what she was going to give up on her fast. So she just remembered, it just hit her. So she said she's giving up candy on her fast, okay? All right, so you can do it. You can do it. So we asked yesterday, and she had no idea, so God just spoke it to her. So um, so Eric is going to come next week. So now, I mean, yeah, next Sunday. So then the Sunday after the 22nd, we're going to do what we call a prayer bowl, and we're going to rotate people that pray. I know Anissa's is like, what in the world? It's, it's fun. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing. So we're going we're gonna to rotate. It's almost like tag team prayer so that it's in the middle of the fast. So you get it. Today we're going to set the vision, set the guidelines, okay, um, set the intention of the fast. Next week we're going to talk about the physical component of eating, right, getting our bodies on track because we don't want to do this, make this investment, and after the fast is over, go back to just putting junk in our body. We want to respect our temple this year. And then the next week we're going to still be on our fast. We'll be in the throes of it, so we're going to just do prayer. We're just going to rotate in and out on prayer. So don't ever, huh? Uh, how many days? Oh, it's a 21-day fast. Yeah, and we got it all right here. And then um, the following week, Sunday, will be the, the last day of the fast, and so we, we um, will come together and do a closeout. Now, these sheets, Anise, uh, can you be Vanna White? These sheets right here, we want you to give this some thought, okay? This is not, um, Anise, uh, Marcelle, I was laughing when you sent me that text. <laughs> Uh, these are like the prayer, the 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 uh, prayer sheets that the women were used on our prayer walk. And uh, Marcella just ironically screenshotted me hers from our last prayer walk, and she took hers. And she was like, "I'm still praying about these things." But this is now. This is what we're going to do with these as you get everything. Oh, did I give you? I didn't give you. Uh, hold on one second. Tell Dan. Tell Dan. Uh huh. And then um, these are the fasting guidelines. Now, um, hey Stephanie. Um, now, this is what we're going to do. We're not rushing to fill these out, okay? So what we want is this week, we want, to, we want you to hear the vision. So now with this sheet right here that says prayer, fasting, hearing, Lord, I trust you to love me, which is so funny with Elder Kenny saying, Lord, I love you, Jesus. Um, 
So this, I want you to, to meditate. Let's listen today, okay? Let's not rush to fill this out, and I'll explain how to fill it out. Let's just sit before the Lord for a minute as we get prepped for the fast, as we hear the vision, as we look at, um, uh, and this, the focus is 2 Samuel 7. Um, and I just literally stumbled upon 2 Samuel 7 at the beginning of the year when we were going into the new year, and God just keeps speaking from it. And if you were on the prayer call with the women, we talked about 2 Samuel 7:18 on the prayer call. It says that Nathan reported to David all the words of his entire revelation, and then King David went in and sat before the Lord and prayed. So this page right here, um, and Christian, you can go ahead and start recording just in case anybody has questions about all this. This will all be on the message together. You can sit up here, Steph, too. Um, so, uh, well, let's pray real quick. Let's pray, and then we'll go into this so that everybody's clear. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you for um, strategizing in the spirit. Strategizing in the spirit. Um, when we apply, when we learn, um, when we apply, as Elder Terry says, love the word, learn the word, live the word. And when we come up with a strategy, you bless our efforts. And so, Lord, even though our church is in an intense transition, and even though by the natural eye it looks bleak, your word is alive in us. And we are strategizing in the spirit realm right now um, for our personal life, for our corporate family structure, Lord. And we know you are going to bless us indeed. So, God, right now I ask that you would speak to everyone here, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Give them clarity of thought concerning their life, their purpose, their destiny, and all that you are speaking to them and all you're going to do this year because we will win and we are winners. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, if you read, I advise you before you do this sheet, okay, we're just talking about this one right here. Um, all of this is on the website, by the way, okay? So if you lose your sheet or anything, all these these sheets are on the website and the app, okay? So now, um, the thing that I want you to see about 2 Samuel 7 is this, and I'll just run through it real quick. David has a vision of what he wants to do for the Lord. He goes and talks to the man of God. The man of God says, yeah, that's a great idea. That night, God comes to the man of God and says, hold on, I need you to go back and give David this word. Nathan the prophet goes back and tells David, wait a minute, this is what the Lord um, said to you. And so in verse 17, it said, Nathan reported to David all the words of this entire revelation. And then King David went in and sat before the Lord and prayed. Some of us just want a word. But um, with David, he, he thought he had a strategy. He thought he had a plan. And sometimes we do that. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go this way. And God will send um, um, a, a, his a ministry gift, your pastors. That's where you have a pastor to say, no, no, you know, scoot it over to the left of the bill. This is what the Lord is saying. He gets the word from God, and then he sits in God's presence to really soak it in and to pray. A lot of times people just want a word, but they don't want to spend time in God's presence, you know, afterwards. So I love that David got the word from Nathan. Nathan gave him the entire revelation, and then David sat in, and then David talked to the Lord concerning that and change his course of action as a result, okay? So what we want you to do is think about the word that God is going to give. You might get a word today during service. You might have a word that we've given you in the past, or God might start speaking to you in the weeks coming. So write the word from God down. I believe God will speak. I believe God will speak. Now, a lot of times you can say, well, I'm not going to put that down because God may not give you a word. It could be simple. Like mom said, it always doesn't have to be, thus saith the Lord of hosts, God says unto thee. You know, it could be very simple. It could be one to 
two sentences, but it can shift you. Now, Nathan had a lot to tell uh, King David. So whatever it is, this may not be enough. You guys, room on the back. Say the word of the Lord and then listen for what God is saying to you concerning that, okay? Over here, I love this scripture. What more can David say to you? For you know your servant, sovereign Lord. For the sake of your word and according to your will, you have done this great thing and made it known to your servant. Listen to this verse. So your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. David had, he was saying like, based on this word I got, based on sitting in your presence, there's a prayer I needed courage to pray. Now, have you ever had a prayer that's hard to pray? But David said, now I have courage to pray. This is what he's saying. I have divine insight now. I got a word from you. I sat and prayed. And now I have courage to pray a certain prayer to you. So there's a prayer in you that hasn't been released yet. But we're going to spend time getting the courage to pray that prayer. Amen. And then it says in agreement, just like we did at the, with the women, we're going to um, write this down. I want you to bring these next week, okay? We're going to sit before the Lord after we get the insight into the physical components of fasting. And then we want to sit before the Lord. And, I mean, not sit before the Lord, but we want to, to, to tell each other. Now, sometimes you might say, I may not want to tell you everything, but this is when you have somebody sign off and say, you know what, I'm in agreement with that. You have courage to pray that prayer. I'm going to stand with you. So this is when people, like we did, it's an exercise where people sign their name right here and say, I'm standing in agreement where two or three are come together, okay? And these are the verses. So hold on to this page, give it some thought, um, and we're going to really make sure that we're praying exact prayers that we are on target during this fast. Why spend 21 days fasting and be all over the place? Or the only thing you know is I can't eat meat and I'm mad. Or I can't have sugar and I'm mad. I can't have coffee so I'm angry. No, if we're so focused, when we're really focused, we're just like, you know what? My flesh is mad. It's going to have to be quiet because I'm trying to get mine. And this is structure, okay? Now, this sheet right here, well, Pastor Daryl's going to go through this. So Pastor Daryl will go through this after the message. But this, these are your fasting insight, okay? So now, this is you have an option right now. We're going to... We don't have the overhead, so what we did is we made copies of the PowerPoint or it's online. If you want to look on your phone while I do it or if you want to print out copy, you just let us know. But here is a print out copy or if you want, you can go. You want? Um, we only made five. Somebody can go make four copies. Uh, but if you want... Um, if you want a handout, if not, you can go to the app or um, and pull it up and you can, you can roll through it there. Um, so, um, Marcella, please let Lance know that he can access all this online and make copies or whatever um, if you don't want to give him a copy. Because you could just text him and he could pull it up all today and hear the message and go through everything while he's traveling um, or have it at when he comes back. So, um, there's, uh, uh, there's a couple people that don't go to our ministry, but they just they need help with the fast because sometimes people just throw you in a fast and you don't really know what you're doing. But for us, this PowerPoint that you have before you, this is um, the vision for the year 2017 before us um, because we want to make sure we stay centered. So you ready to go? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. So if you want to ask questions or take notes, you can, but we're going to roll through it. So the first thing is um, building our faith. That is the vision. That's our 2017 goal, building our faith. Now, faith can have two, um, two different um, meanings. Now, if you are... Um, I love the Bible. If you go to the app, and, and then I want to make a, a plea. Please invest. You, as a tither and a giver, everyone here is, has made a deposit into the ministry, okay? Please invest in the app because we have made an investment. The number one job for 2017 
are app builders. The number one job because they are saying that websites are about to become obsolete because everything is going on an app. So, like Tudor Bismarck said, we want we we need the church has to stay um, stay on top of um, technology. We can't get lax concerning that. So we have an app on purpose, um, and we have a lot of good information. And we we actually have a lot of information. I'm pretty proud of it. Um, but it's good, it's good access that you can have right away. You can share, you can follow the Psalm 119 goals is on there. Um, so you can go through those, those weekly uh, goals. We, you can even go on, upload videos and pictures um, to the app. Um, you, can, you can get involved in it. We also added a new form so that you can really go through and answer some specific questions. Part of it, Elder Kenny had created a form for us um, about just getting involved, like really understanding what you want to do. And so we added a little bit more to it and all that's on the app and you can scroll through it and really see so please invest in the app um, as a tither you should make you should make that a priority okay because you are you are making that happen now if you go on the app the bible on the app um, is is I love the Bible. I love you version. I just, I mean, that's a great app. But the Bible on there, like I've, I talked to Sister Claire about it, the New American Standard Bible has so many commentary notes, footnotes. It has the letters you can click on and you can get word definitions. You can see pictures to just give you a visual of what's going on in that Bible scene. Um, you can get cross references and everything. So our theme scripture is um, 2 Corinthians 13. Um, if you go to page two, 2 Corinthians 13, five and six, okay? Uh, examine yourself to see if if you're in the faith. Examine yourself to see if you are in the faith. Um, and let me, hold on one second. Let me make sure I have my Bible turned up. Turn on. I'm telling you to be ready and I'm not ready. Second Corinthians 13. Um, so I love it because that Bible, um, the, the that that scripture in the Bible app gives you a wonderful definition of faith. I don't have a phone up here because I was going to pull it up. But if you go to that, that scripture, 2 Corinthians 13, 5, if you go on the app and you click in the New American Standard Version and you click on it, it gives you a definition of the faith. So it is because a lot of times we use the word faith just in the sense of how we believe. Oh, okay, yeah, I believe, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer. But it's also the Christian faith versus the Muslim faith versus the Hindu faith, the New Age faith, you know, just whatever. It's the 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 doctrine that you follow the theology that you follow so it's that so now second corinthians 13 5 somebody um, read it for me 13 make sure you read 13 5 and 6 okay that's okay you can read it off of page three I guess I could have told you that. I'll read it. Examine yourself. Examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. This is NIV. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. And I trust that you will discover that we have not failed the test. Okay? Examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. 
test yourselves to see, do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Um, and I trust that you will discover that we have not failed the test. Say that with me. I'm not going to fail the test, okay? I'm not going to fail. So this is like a discipleship quiz. Examine, test, realize. Discipleship is all about you being poured into and then you examining you. So he says, he makes six you references right here. Yourself, whether you are in the faith, test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is where? In you? Unless, of course, what? You fail the test. And I trust that what? You will discover that we have not failed the test. So it's a constant visual of looking back into myself, KJ, and saying, okay, I got to look at me, Christian. I got your your, your prayer request too. Um, and that was excellent, that what you said. So I got to look at me and I got to do some examination. Examine, I have to test and I have to realize. Examine, test, and realize. That's so funny because I was about to text you before I got up. I was like, he needs this information. So, uh, hey, babe, how you doing? Okay, I'll start out. You should I start all over now that my, my, my brothers are here? Okay, so um, you guys can either get a handout or you could go on, online and pull it up, either one. So, or somebody can go make some more copies, okay? And um, so we're doing a self-examination. Examine yourself, test yourself to see where you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Now, this is, the, this is what's going on, just to give you a backdrop, because um, uh, when they did, when, when Paul was saying this, okay, we're on 2 Corinthians 13, 5 and 6. When Paul was saying this, this is what he was saying. And if you go on the website, quick commercial break, if you go on the website and you want to pull this up, if you don't have a handout, go under Word Wall, and there's a tab that says Building Our Faith, and it's right there on the website, Okay. If you want to print from there, if you want to go, or just pull it up right now, okay? So Paul was saying this. This is what he was being talked about at the time. So they were saying that he was not like a legitimate apostle. They were saying he wasn't a legitimate teacher. So he was saying, if you're going to look at my life and say that I'm not a believer or whatever, why don't you do this? Why don't you examine yourself to see if you're in the faith? And if you test yourself and if you look at yourself and, and realize where you are, then you will see that I'm not failing and I'm praying that you won't fail. So he's saying that, you know, if you're looking at my life, you should see fruit. There should be fruit of the Christian faith. Now, we prescribe to the Christian faith, and one of the most important things that we have to understand about the Christian faith, it doesn't always feel good. Our flesh may not like what the Christian faith says, but this is the faith that we are prescribed to, so we got to take it on. We just, we just got to take it on. It is what it is, and we believe it. So there's a quiz here where we have to constantly look at ourselves. So if we are saying to, if our goal this year is to build our faith, we have to build our understanding of what is even in the Christian faith. So why am I prescribing to being a Christian? Christian, and I don't even know what that really means. I don't even understand what all that entails and what I've really signed up for. So I got to understand what I signed up for. I mean, I'm not going to just say I'm an American and I have no concept. If people want to come into this country, they got to take a massive test. They got to do some serious history. They got to know. They actually know a lot more about being an American than we do. They know rules. They know how to come in and get a loan. They know how to start a business. They know how to do a lot of stuff because they like, I want to be an American. And what do I have to do? What do I have to know. And so they will be able to tell us stuff. So we have to examine ourselves and say, if I am in the Christian faith, what does that mean? And so what we're saying is this year, we're going to build our faith. We're going to build what it is we say we believe. We're going to build our understanding and we're going to build it because at the bottom line, look at page two. This is, this is the thing. Are you ready to win? Look at somebody and ask them that question. Are you ready to win? Are you ready to win? 
Because I'm, I, I want this to be a winning year. Who wants to have a winning year? I want to win. I want to win. And I don't have to go outside of the word to do that. We can win by building our faith. We build our faith. We will win. I want to be a winner. And I'm going to win this year. I, I have to like woke up one day and I like, I'm going to win in 2017. It just like hit me like a ton of bricks. It was cool, Mark. I jumped out the bed and everything. And I was so I just was like, yes, I'm going to win. And it was like, if you really want to win, start with this. Examine yourself. Don't tear yourself down. Examination, testing yourself and realizing doesn't mean I have to tear myself down and say what I'm not. Grace, what is one thing that we say in our house? We can't say I'm sorry. What do we say? I apologize because when I say I'm sorry, I'm saying I'm a what? A bad person or a mess up. I'm not sorry. Imagine how many times you say that I'm sorry. I'm not pathetic. I'm, just because I did that one thing wrong, I'm not pathetic. I apologize for behavior that didn't add up to what, but I'm not going to say I'm sorry anymore. We say I apologize, and I'm going to do better the next time. So I'm going to examine myself, but I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to look at myself and say, word of God, Teresa, where does Teresa measure up? Oh, Teresa kind of slipped right there. Okay, I need to pick it up. Okay, and I trust that we will not fail the test. I'm not going to fail the test. I'm going to win the test, but I also got to do some work to build that stuff, that, that test. Now, go to 1 Peter 1, and it's right there. You can look in your Bible, or you can look right here. The next part of the quiz is this. In this rejoice, although now for a little while, you have to go through hell. That's basically what it's saying. That's like what the scripture says in a lot of areas. You have to suffer through various trials, okay? Various trials. You got to go through in multiple areas of your life. Right now, I know you're rejoicing, but for just a little while, you're going to have to go through some stuff. So that, somebody say so that. So that. There's a reason for it. It's not random going through stuff. It's on purpose. Everything that Hallel is going through right now, it's for a reason. All the cutbacks and the drawbacks, it's for a reason. And that's why some of you guys were motivated to stay in the midst of all this. Because why? You're like, you know what? It's a so that in this. I feel there's a so that in this, okay? So, so that the proof of your faith is going to come to light. So see if you're in the faith, and now the trials come to bring what? Proof of your faith. And then it makes a reference. It's like, it's just like gold, which dies and is perishable, even though it's tested by the fire. So even gold is tested. So we, when we go through our testing, we have to realize gold is even tested to be gold. Remember, we did a message some time back about the 14 karat gold, 18 karat gold, 24 karat gold, how much gold is actually in it and how much metal is in it, okay? So it says this, even though tested by fire, that your the proof of your faith may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Our faith, our Christian faith says that we believe Jesus Christ is Lord. We believe he's the Messiah. We believe that, yes, he came down from heaven, took on a body form, lived a life free of sin, died on a cross, didn't stop there, but he got up and rose again. And guess what? We have one more thing we're waiting on, his ultimate return. Okay, that's what we believe. So he's saying that the proof that you are in the faith, is going to come when Jesus Christ is revealed, Sister Clara, right where you are. He has to be revealed in this trial. There's no point. I remember Noe lost her mom. She lost her house. You lost. I mean, you just started losing everything. You had to take her, get rid of your dog. I'm not pointing, saying your drama. We all know that. But it's multiple trials. And it's like, guess what, Noe? You're still going to win. Amen. 
Amen. You're going to win in this. You are going you are going to win in this. You got to keep getting up. And at one point she said, nope, I can't do anymore. Nope, you have to. You got to do two more things. You got to get up and you got to make it happen. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. But for day, we got, because if we're going to win, we got to ride this out till the wheels fall off. When we were going to start uh, uh, Hallel Chapel, we called Bishop Mary. And Bishop Mary said, don't start next week. Hold on, because he's. I'm going to tell you this. Once you start, your doors don't close until Jesus comes back. So when we called, uh, it was interesting because we were calling different people when the church started going through. And one of the things Elder Kenny says, he said, well, you got to understand, what are you called to do? I said, oh, we're called to pastor. It may be thin. It may be tough. But guess what? We're called to do this. And we had a directive. Don't close until Jesus comes back. Jesus Christ has to be revealed in your faith. Why believe in being, why be a Christian and there's no revelation? Jesus never shows up in your life. Amen. Like for real? Uh, did you guys see that meme that was going around? I love, it was hilarious where somebody said, me, it was a picture of like uh, uh, Kermit the Frog in a hood. And he was like, I'm looking for the pastor that says 2016 is going to be your year. And they're like, every pastor was like, it's going to be your year. You're going to prosper. You're gonna... Tell me how that's going to happen. Don't just say it and leave me hanging. So everybody was like, I'm looking for the pastor that said that because this year was rough, you know. <laughs> So it can be your year. Jesus Christ is going to be revealed, but you got to, it, this, is, this is the thing. The proof of your faith has to come to the surface. Are you in the faith? Now let's find some proof. I got to examine myself in all these trials, Byron. Do I see proof that Jesus Christ is being revealed, Steph? When you took that class, and you, and you gave your report. In the middle of it, you didn't see the report coming, but she took a class and she failed. She went back immediately the next semester, took the same course, and she passed it. She did not get, she did not get stumped. Huh? No, excuse me, not just passed, but she got an A. That's right. Correct me. I know that's right. I know that's right. Various trials, going through suffering, but it's going to result. Somebody say praise is going to be the result. Glory is going to be the result. Honor is going to be the result. Jesus Christ is going to show up in me. I'm going to win this year. Jesus Christ is going to show up in me. So say it with me in the faith, proof of my faith. And number three, 1 Peter 1 and 9, as you attain, say it with me, the goal of your faith. Is the goal of my faith, I just want to go to church to be happy. I need to be happy. Is the goal of your faith, I need to get steps so that I can get rich quick. What's the goal of our faith? What does it say? That's the goal. We're not in it to get things that we can't take with us when we die. I mean, those are great byproducts, but that's not the goal. The goal of our faith is what? The salvation of our soul. Look at the next page, page four. So this is what it looks like. In the faith, repeat after me, in the faith, faith. you got to scrutinize your life. Okay, I mean, excuse me, you didn't have to say that part, but okay. In the faith, if I'm in the faith, i got to scrutinize my life. I'm not tearing myself down. I'm not condemning myself. I'm not condemning myself to hell. Jesus Christ did not come into the world to condemn the world, John 3, but that the world through him might be saved. I have to look at my life to see, is Christ there? And if he's not, I'm not going to win. Okay? So in the faith, i got to scrutinize. Say this with me. Proof of your faith. What comes with the proof of your faith? you got to go through some suffering. You, I mean, you just got to. It's just, 
It's just you got to go through suffering. There's no other way. Suffering produces a substance in us called perseverance. So if we want to persevere, I, I hope Pastor Darrell will talk about the dream he had because it blew me away. I don't know. It's up to you with the um, picking out. Yeah. So he maybe he could show that with you when he talks about the the um, the, the fasting. But you got to go through suffering because suffering will reveal the proof of your faith. If you, when you were going through your sickness and you were in the hospital, that was the moment when you had to decide either I believe this or I don't. I mean, that's when you, when your career, when you were examining your career, the things that you wouldn't do because of your faith, the things you would do because of your faith, the boundary lines you wouldn't cross, you had to go through some suffering with that. And you came back and you were able to, to, to breathe on your, God breathed on your career and brought it back to life. But you had to go through some suffering. There was a season where a lot of people may not know that, but those who knew you saw you go through suffering. There's, there is some stuff. You know. I'm not going to say nothing because you'll go off on me, but it's cool. You know. You and I know. Now say it with me. The goal of your faith. <laughs> You know whose name you can call. You know whose name you can't. So I'm going to be real cool right up in here, okay? The goal, of, <laughs> the goal of your faith. The goal of your faith. This year, we are building our faith. So we got to be in the faith, proof of our faith, and we got to have the goal of our faith. And at the end of the day, are we saved? Amen. And for some, salvation is a process because you, you may not really know. And that's cool. You really may know because there has to be some proof. And if you don't go through suffering, there's no proof that rises to the surface in the darkness. I remember being a little girl, and we used to have, and I thought it was just part of our house. We had a long hallway, and remember, Mom, the warp in the hallway, the wood under the carpet had a, like a little lump. It's because the, the one night, in the middle of the night, somebody went to go to the bathroom, and they flushed, and the pipes were all that. I think Mom had left Motown, and we were kind of in limbo, so money wasn't where it was. And we were little kids, but she told us we were going to have to pray and ask God because we had to get the, all the pipes redone on the house or something. And so somebody flushed, and the water just whoosh, rushed out. War it was so much water that it warped the wood in the hallway. So for a minute, the, the hallway wood was just, you know, and, 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 and so... Um, I think mom was saying, like, and I remember her telling us we have to pray. Like if God, we had, you know, we had, uh, she had become a Christian and she had really explained to us that we were getting saved, that we were, you know, walking in this thing. And I remember us praying and I think one night you went to flush the toilet again and almost forgot. And it was kind of like, get the towels. Everything's about to overflow. And we ran and the water said, it just went down. And everybody was like, yeah. The pipes are clear. Flush it again. We're running and going through the house, flushing, you know, turning Before, spent Before she spent the money. And it was like that suffering. We saw God show up in a single parent household where we, did, we needed God to help. And it was like he cleared out the pipes. You're talking about a couple thousand dollars just to be able to flush the toilet. We were going through towels all the time because it would overflow and you had it down. We had it down to a science where you laid the, the towels up, you know, and, and you just soaked it in, took them to the washing machine, washed them. You know how you come up with a way when stuff is raggedy, you have to come up with your, you know, behind the scenes system. And God flushed, you know, God, God cleared out the pipes for us. And I remember being a little girl, but understanding that he did something for our family. You understand what I'm saying? And so it's the suffering. I remember needing surgery in the sixth grade 
the Christmas of our sixth, my sixth grade year, and I was going to have to be pulled out of school for a year. You know, didn't have the money to do it, and they were going to pay. The doctor at the hospital paid for my surgery. We go in, they do a one X-ray right before I went in, and turned out a one-year operation turns into a two-week process of healing. Only God. Like, that's the proof of your faith. But we had to suffer to get to the proof. You understand what I'm saying? What's the goal? The salvation of your soul. What's my soul? Does anybody remember? Mind, emotions, will. What I do. What I think. What I feel. What I do. How I act. Okay? The goal, the goal of my faith is the salvation of the total me. The total me, okay? So ask yourself, what's your faith position? You know? Because we can get, I mean, th what's the biggest, hottest topic right now? Kim Burrell. Everybody's mad about Kim Burrell. What she said really was for the body. It wasn't for the world. And we didn't hear the whole message in context, so we can get mad. It may not have felt good, but the bottom line is everybody's in an uproar, and it's dividing. Of, as a matter of fact, I didn't even know what happened. I found out from a pastor blasting her, you know, online. So matter of, it could have gone a lot of different ways, but at the end of the day, what does the word say? What does the word say? I may not like it, but what does the word say? And then furthermore, Let's look at the bigger picture. The world is not judged the way the church is. Because once you're in the faith, you're held to the standard of the word. If you are outside of the faith, yeah. I can't judge you by the word because it's not your faith. Amen. Amen. So Ellen getting mad, it wasn't about Ellen. It's about people in the body of Christ has to stand by us. Now, could the delivery have been different? Yeah, we can go into all that all day long. But the bottom line is it's about what's your faith. Because if you're in this, there's scriptural Rep, there's scriptural references that say we got to live a certain way. And that's not just whether we're homosexual. That's heterosexual and homosexual. Heterosexuals have a standard too. So let us not forget, okay? So, you know, that's an example of, I really, you know, you can see it splitting the body. You can see it splitting the body. Um, and we could talk about the specifics of it and everything. It really shouldn't have gotten national attention because it wasn't for the world, okay? Um, and apparently it was for that church and it just got out. So I don't even know why I brought that up. Anyway, huh? Somebody did. Yeah, somebody in the in the congregation, you know. So I heard Shirley Caesar said something. That's whose video. I really want to see what Shirley Caesar said. But we digress. Okay, so <laughs> examine page five. Examine, test, realize. Do you guys like this? is our 2017 logo. I hope you like it. The building. You see all the lines and the intricacy. And there's a cross in the middle, okay? We're examining, we're testing, and we're realizing, okay? It's going to be a process. It's a process. Please say it with me, process. process. It's a process. That's why we have discipleship and mentoring and coaching and pastoring. Do you see the trail? The first year, our, our theme was what? Building the brand. This is who Team Hallel is. And we have five steps for that. The second year, building godly community. There were four steps for that. This year, building our faith, okay? Now, there's six steps for that, and we're going to go into it. But this is what I want you to see, page six, my why. Somebody say, what's my why? What's my why? You got to have your why. You got to know what your why is. Every great why starts with a how. So what's your faith motive? And, and you got to think about that. What's my faith motive? Like, like I said before, is your faith motive, I'm in the Christian faith because I like the scriptures are encouraging and they make me feel like I can get what I want because I can name it and claim it and if I say it hard enough, it's going to come to pass, so I'm in it. 
You know, if that's the motivation, if that's the only scripture that pulled you in and you're going to base your whole life on a faith that other people are dying for on the other side of the world, that's not, that's no bueno. So every great why starts with the how. So how are you going to build your faith? And you got to figure out what's your why. Like uh, Elder Kenny saying this morning, Lord, I love you. If that's your why, then yeah, I might get mad somewhere, but you ain't going nowhere, neither am I, Lord, because you're my why. If, if God is my why, you know, I was um, talking to this actor one night at a party. It was actually, it was Tico Wells. I think it was after Five Heartbeats. And we had the most fascinating conversation. We stayed, it was like the party stopped at like four. We talked till about 6 a.m. And we were talking about the Christian faith. And, and he was like, but you can't tell me this, this, that, and that. We were arguing scripture and we were laughing about it, but we were going in and da, 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 da. I said, okay, around 5 a.m. I said, Tico, stop. You stop, I'm going to stop. Let's stop. And he was like, what? Because we were like in it. And he was like, it, but we were, it was great because he was getting questions answered and I wasn't afraid of his questions and we were going back and forth. I said, I said, Tico, look at my hand. I said, this is my testimony. At the end of the day, this book, where's my Bible? This book, when this book got in this life, it changed my perception of me. So we can argue about Noah, we can argue about Daniel, we can argue about Joshua, we can argue about Paul, but this book changed me. And he, for the first time, he sat back and said, wow. And he said, okay. I'm like, the book changed me, Tico. When I put this to the test and examined and tested and realized, I got through my suffering. I scrutinized, I suffered, and then I got my salvation through this book. So at the end of the day, that's why I love it. That's my why. That's yes, my why. Yes, and he said, okay, you want some cake? And we went on and we, you know, never saw, and this is the thing, planted a seed, never, can't, never, he never accepted Christ right there, blah, blah, blah. Uh, two years later, I was in Faithful Central before service started over in the living room and I'm, you know, talking to people and turn around and he's sitting there and I was like, what? You know, in my mind, I was like, Tico's in church. And I waved and he was like, kind of like, I think I know you. I think I know you. And I went like this, held my hand out. And he said, oh. And he put his heart. And he was like, can you believe I'm in church? And I was like, exactly. <laughs> the book getting in my life. That's my faith. That's my why. That's my faith motivation. I can't survive without it. I was, I, I was a suicidal eight-year-old. That's my story. Like, that's it. Okay, so phase one. Go to page seven where it says worship. Say it with me. Worship, worship. Witness, witness, wealth. Wow. Say it one more time. Worship, worship, witness, wealth. That's phase one of building our faith, okay? This is our how we're going to do it. Phase one of building our faith is going to come through worship, witness, and, faith, and wealth, okay? Romans 12.1. We love that verse. Many of us know it. We can repeat it. But do we know it in terms of this is your reasonable act of worship? It says present your body as a what? Living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable, which is your, your reasonable. Meaning this is the least part of worship that you can do. Um, you guys may have... Uh, uh, um, um, heard me talk about mom had a friend who was in the music business with them and he was like yep I'm saved I'm saved to the waist everything above the waist is mine everything I mean everything above the waist is God everything below the waist that's my business he was saved to the waist present your body <laughs> your body your mind your soul your body God wants it all and lay it on the altar okay that's old school lay it on the altar I got to give up that too yeah you do Worship, it's your reasonable. So we want to look at worship beyond the song. 
Okay, that's how we're going to build our faith. Worship has to be beyond the song. Okay, it has to be a life that we live. It is a daily decision. Okay, in the faith, proof of my faith. What's the goal of my faith? Salvation. So it's got to come through a life of worship. And that verse right there. Now, phase one is action-based. Okay, there's six steps we're going to take this year. Phase one is action-based. So Romans 12, 1, 1 Peter 2, 9, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. What does 1 Peter 2, 9 say? It says that we are what? A royal priesthood, a holy generation. Um, you guys know that one? Uh, let's go to first Peter. I love it because what's the first word in, in first Peter two, nine, what's the very first word, but mm -hmm. therefore, depending on the translation. So that lets you know, there's another thought in motion. Okay. There's another thought in motion. So you got to really go up to verse four where, uh, he's saying that you come from the living stone who was rejected by men, by chosen by God. You're going to be rejected, people. You're going to be rejected. But you have been chosen by God. You're his. So regardless of what happens with being rejected and accepted and people going back and forth, you're a holy priesthood. You belong to God. And you are what? Chosen. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. And you belong to God so that you can declare praise. So that's where your witness comes from, comes from. So you have to, so say this with me. Remember last year we did the Romans road? Yeah, we're going to get back to that. You're going, you're just looking at that? Just thinking that. Yeah, we're going to go back to that. That's old school. Remember, I think you were talking about how at church you used to be trained to, and they say that more believers do not share their faith, okay? The first way you share your, show your faith, share, excuse me, okay? The first way you share your faith is how you live. That's first witness number one. The first way you share your faith is how you live. Oh, you trying to be funny. <laughs> the first way you share your faith <laughs> is how you live, okay? Saved above the waist and below the waist is how you live, okay? So the first way you share your faith is what? How you live. It's not by the scripture you post. Um, KJ and Christian would love this. When I was in the 10th grade, ninth, ninth or 10th grade or whatever, I had my geometry book, and it had all these, um, like, circles and triangles and, you know, all this stuff. So somewhere along the way, the church gave us these circles, these stickers, and it was like, I'm a Christian or something like that. So I don't know if I was, like, if it was mom or me or my, I don't know who it was, but they were like, oh, that sticker fits perfect on your geometry book, the circle on your geometry book, and stuck it on my geometry book. <laughs> you put it on there. Everybody's going to see when I go to geometry class. I'm a Christian. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> ah! you know, like your inner high school self just dies right there, right? You're like, so it was always this struggle going to geometry is like either open the book real fast or put my notebook on top of my book. And I'm like, I'm denying God. Oh, my God. And he saved me and healed me, but I don't want everyone to know I'm a Christian. And it was like a daily struggle. I'm like, one sticker just cost me internal grief. I got saved every day, Monday through Friday. And when I went to geometry, KJ, I had to get saved all over again because I was like, Lord, I'm so sorry I denied you. I just didn't want anybody to know. And then the Jewish kids, you know, my school had a heavy Jewish population. They were, like, proud about their holidays. I'm not going to school because of this holiday and that holiday. I was like, well, I'm a believer. See my geometry book real quick? Look, look, look. Okay, bullet back. I'm like, okay, 
really, this is just a lot, okay? This is a lot. So by second semester, I was like proud. Then you throw your geometry book on the table. You walk around like, that's right, get a good look. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. And no. And I'm like, but my book says I'm a Christian. I should get some, some kickback, some, some feed. Are you serious? Are you that bold? Nobody cared. And God was like, now you're really ready to own up to me in high school. And they're like, boo, I got bigger problems. I'm trying to pass. <laughs> like, what? You worried about are you a Christian? Give me one if it's going to help me make pass this test. So, you know, it's about being a witness. It's about being a witness, okay? And then 2 Corinthians 9, 7, a chill for, chill, cheerful giver. God, love, you know what? Figure out what you're going to give, but be cheerful about it. And the bottom line is your wealth. Notice how we didn't say money. We said wealth. Yeah. Wealth and money are two different things. And we're going to go through what wealth is. Say this with me. Wealth whispers. Wealth whispers. A lot of people, I learned that people who were rich, nouveau rich, they don't know what to do with it. And they got a, I was listening to this um, 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 investment banker, and he was saying the people make appointments with him, and they come in the office, and they got every designer from head to toe, big car, this kind of thing, and they ain't got nothing in the bank. He's like, okay, now what do you want me to invest? Because you, <laughs> you don't have no money. You know, you're wearing your money, but you don't have any money. They want to be loud and boisterous. He said, but it's the ones that come in with the paid-off Prius and some jeans, and they come in there and say, look, I'm trying to make sure I retire. They are the ones who really are bringing something to the table. So we don't want to be rich. Okay, we don't want to be rich. We do not want to be rich. I don't want anybody in this room to be rich, but I do want you to be wealthy. Amen. And wealth is when you have something to pass on. Rich can be for one generation. Amen. It can rich being rich cuz rich is temporal. I mean, it could really kind of like rich can go up or down. I mean, it really, you know what I'm saying? Being rich is just is not steady, okay? But wealth is when you see a if you've ever had the, the the opportunity to be around a wealthy family you'll you'll know it okay I'm not talking about a rich family I'm talking about a wealthy family it's a total difference and I thank God that I've been allowed to see a lot of rich people but I've also been allowed to see a couple of wealthy people did you hear what I said I've been around a lot of rich people but I've been allowed to see a couple of wealthy people and one of the first wealthy people I met was actually a man in Australia, and I, my, my godparents, Frank and Buddy Wilson, um, took me with them to Australia, and I met the most extraordinary man, and he, his wealth was whispering. You have no idea. Very low-key, and he was in the kitchen talking about the things of God with Uncle Frank, and I just remember I kind of followed this man through the house. I don't know why. I was like 20, 20, 21, 22, something like that. But it was just something about him just kept pulling me. I, he just was really, I, I was listening to how he was talking to Pastor Frank and the questions he asked about America and then the knowledge that he would drop very quickly and pull off and go, you know. So I just kind of, and finally I, I was in the kitchen because we were in Australia heading to New Zealand, but we had, what they did is they hosted a gathering of believers in Australia and we just, you know, spent time getting to know them and everything. And this man came up to me and he said, um, he said a lot of things, but one of the things he said to me is he said, you, you are very intuitive to be so young. And, we had, and he took time to talk to me. And, it, and I, I never forgot it, did not know who the man was or anything, but he just took time and talked to me. And it just, for some reason, it spoke to me. 
So two days later, this man called and said he wanted to host us at his house. And so I was just like, you know, we, you know, we were going and with the group. And so we, well, we were, Uncle Frank and Miss um, Bunny were staying, Aunt Bunny were staying at one house and we were staying, me and their daughter Lonnie, we were staying with a group of like young adults. They had this big house and we were just so, one of the guys in the kitchen that morning, um, I was sitting in there talking and he said, you, you don't even understand where you're about to go. He's like, you don't even know who you were talking to. He said, he is one of the wealthiest men in Australia. And, um, and he said, but he's also known as one of the biggest Christians in Australia. He said, when you go, if he talks to you, you stop doing whatever you're doing. He said, people would die to be good. And he said, and he doesn't bring people to his house. And I was like, just started getting chills. Well, when we went, the driveway was about three miles long. You know, past the land, his airplane landing strip, horses, and just, I mean, it was amazing. Like, I saw the dining room, and that was about the size of our houses all together. You know what I mean? It was like we were just in the, you know, in the small area. But anyway, it was a day that impacted my life forever because the man was probably the most humblest man ever. And so what I'm saying is, is that he shared things about the faith and things that God showed him about what he does with his wealth that just really impacted me. And that was the day that I learned that he wasn't rich. You understand what I'm saying? So wealth, please understand that wealth, building your faith is understanding some of your greatest wealth is in your gifts. And there was a man at CBN that told my mother, he said, Terry McFadden is probably one of the wealthiest women I know. And he said, I'm not talking about what she has in the bank. I'm talking about her wealth of understanding, her work ethic, her servant mentality, the ideas that she has, the creativity. He said, now I want to figure out, Harry Young, he said, I want to figure out how to help you access and turn some of that into money. But he was looking at her wealth from a whole nother understanding. So I hope you understand that. I know I spent a lot of time on phase one. Phase two. Okay. So say that worship, witness, wealth. So remember, this year, we're going to be going into all these steps because we're building our faith. Remember, every great why, say it with me, every great why, every great why has, a has a how. Starts with the how. So this is your how. Now, phase two, look at somebody say, you are a warrior. Now, come on, come on, come on. You just told somebody they're a warrior. You are a warrior, Mark. You are a worker and you are a winner. That's who we're building this year, okay? Warriors, workers, winners. Stand up on your feet real quick and say it. Warriors, workers, winners, okay? Do, workers, winners. Come on, you can put a, okay, if you really want to be that. Warriors, workers, winners, okay? Remember the uh, strategic life plan? Yes, I can, okay? Come on, put some power into it. Say, Lord, I want to be a warrior, I want to be a worker, and I want to be a winner. What's the point of being a warrior if you never win? When you are called a warrior, we are more than conquerors. We are more than, okay, because we win. We fight. You're going to have to fight, but you can win, okay? So that's it. These are your people right here. So remember, phase one, you can be seated. Phase one is action-based. Phase two is character-based, okay? Your character says you're a warrior. Let your warrior out in OA. Let your worker out. Let your winner out. You got to let them out because if God is in you, you are these things. You just got to decide, have they been let out of me yet? Have I, have I been confident enough to say that? Do I have friends that are okay with me saying I'm a warrior? 
um, when, when I, first time I spoke at Bishop Marriage Church, um, I gave his son a word. I didn't know the marriage from nobody. I had never been a straight gate. And I had all the Lord told me to call the teenage boys in the church up. And all of the teenage boys lined up, and I gave them all words. And when I got to his son, I said, every girl's not for you. And he was in his 20s, and he would call me up or text me and say, I can't stand you right now. That word is haunting me. Hold on to that, KJ. If you're a warrior, every, every girl's not for you, even as a man. So that's what Proverbs 31 is saying. She told him, she said, don't spend your strength on women that ruin kings. Not women, because women don't ruin nobodies. That's right. <laughs> Kenny, it's just that real. I mean, it's just that real. They, they ain't going to be in Because you're already, but, but the enemy will, if you are a king, the enemy is going to send someone to try to, so his mom said, don't spend your strength. Don't get, well, I'm going to just go out to, that's spending your strength. You give it, that's your time. You know, pay attention to your focus. And then people may say, man, you ain't even, you ain't even going out with nobody. Warrior, worker, winner. <laughs> there you go. Warrior, worker, winner. Okay, don't don't get caught up in what I'm doing. Warriors operate on a different plane. Workers are too busy to get in mess. Winners don't have time for losers. Friends, dating, or anything else. Okay. So here are your character studies: Gideon, Stephen, Joshua, Deborah, Abigail, and Lydia. You got something to say? <laughs> okay. Gideon, and this is what I want. We're going to go into these people, but Gideon, I love it because Gideon was afraid. And then he said, I want you to go out into the camp and hear what people are saying about you. And they were like, man, I think Gideon, if we stick with Gideon, I think we're going to go somewhere. And he was like, but I'm a nobody. No, you're a nobody with the warrior inside. Get, get in the know. Line up with what, with, with what your calling says, okay? Stephen um, was he's the reason why Paul Saul became Paul because of Stephen the last words on his lips were even as he was being killed because he stayed he stayed true to who he was the last words on his lips were Lord don't take this don't hold this against him and he was literally praying for the most powerful apostle that ever hit the earth that's where we got the word of God because Stephen was a deacon who worked and served and he did not veer from his purpose. And because of that, he spoke volumes to Paul. Okay. Yes. Joshua, he was a warrior. He said, God, I am not going to lose this battle. And he was fighting. He said, Lord, okay, I got to pray a crazy, crazy prayer. Remember this right here? The courage to pray that prayer. Stop the sun because I'm not losing today. So if you got to stop time so that I can win, then so be it. Because he's like, I'm not going down as a loser. I'm not. I can win, but I need a favor. And that's what, you, this, that's what 2 Samuel says right here. Your servant has found courage to pray this prayer. What's the prayer that you're going to pray that you need courage to do it? Joshua did it. Deborah, she was a warrior. When Barak wouldn't go, she said, I'll go. I'm going to win this thing, and God's going to give the victory. And she sat under her palm tree, and people came to her. Abigail, we never remember Abigail, but Abigail actually became David's wife, but she did the most unusual thing, and that's why I have it here. When, when David and his men came and her husband was like, I ain't feeding them and this thing and that thing and they ain't nothing, they were about to get knocked down. She cooked a meal and kept everybody alive because she saw a need and she served. It sounds crazy. 
but she did. Her husband was about to kill David, and she said, let me take care of you. Yeah, they were about to kill her husband. I'm sorry, I got it confused. She, they were, David was about to kill her husband. She said, wait, 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 wait. Y'all hungry? Let me just cook some greens, some real greens, and some turkey. And let me, let's just talk about it for a minute. And she ended up later marrying the king, okay? Lydia, Lydia, she was one of the wealthiest women in the New Testament. She did not have a problem bringing her wealth to the kingdom of God. A woman that withholds her wealth. The, the, really, the, the early church was built on women serving and bringing their money. Amen? We're almost in, done uh, nine. Do you want to win? Come on, I'm asking you a question. Do you want to win? Then you want to change. That's it. Do you want to win? Then you want to change. I love the New Living Translation because Jacob was fighting with that angel and fighting with that angel. And I love it because finally in verse 28, it said, you have wrestled and won. Somebody say, I'm going to wrestle and I'm going to win. You ain't let, I'm not letting go till you bless me. I'm not letting go till you bless me. I'm not letting go. I'm going to get my win in 2017. I promise you. I started doing an evaluation of who I was the other day. I was like, I am not a loser. 2016 made me look like a loser, but I am not a loser. Then God said that you got to get up and do the work in 2017. Prove to people who you are. And I love it because God will let people see you go through hell just so they can see the, victor, the warrior that you are. Warriors are not warriors unless they have a battle. <laughs> I mean, so duh, what you're like, you always going through something. Yeah, I'm a warrior. <laughs> David couldn't even build the te temple because he was in so many wars, okay? God said, how about you stay back and I'm going to let your son do it because you just killed all these people and you've been fighting, but I love you for it. But I'm going to let your son do the, do, do the next phase, okay? Wrestle and win. But you have to change. What did Jacob have to get in order to get his blessing? What did he have to get? When he sat there with the angel, what do you remember about that account? What did Jacob have to get when he was wrestling with the angel? He got touching his hip. That's one. But what did he have to get? He had to get something. Think real hard. It's so simple. Almost. He had to get something before he got his blessing. New name. He had to get a new name. Name spoke of your character. So in the middle of this fight, it's almost daybreak, and the angel says, what is your name? And I'm asking you because you need to get real. Go ahead and say who you are. Examine yourself. Test yourself. Realize who you are. And he had to be willing to say, I'm a trickster. I run game. This is just who I am. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm raggedy. Yeah. Okay, well, in order for you to maintain this blessing, you can't get it being those things. So number one, you're going to have a limp to remind you of who you used to be and to remind you of this moment. And then number two, I'm going to change your name. And you are a winner. You're Israel. You're Israel. You are the one that fights with God. You win. You win. But I have to change your identity first. Examine yourself. Remember, examine yourself, test yourself. It's not about trying to dog yourself out. But you got to be real before God. God is like this fast. That's the power of the fast that nobody ever talks about. It's a time of repentance. Amen. Lord, you already know. But you're not going to bless me and take me further until I admit to you that you know and that I know. And I need you to change the internal me. Okay? 
All right, we build, we fast, we change. Say it with me. We build, we fast, we change. Somebody say faith. faith. Last scripture. This is what I recommend. I really recommend you reading First Peter during the fast. Um, and as Bishop Thompson would say, you should read every book 10 times. Okay. Um, you can read different translations. Soak it in. Let it get in you. But First Peter, it says that First Peter, this verse right here in First Peter chapter 1, 13, 17, is calling for action, and it says that it literally follows its way through the verse and it to, through the book, and it goes all the way to chapter five, verse eleven. I think it is. It's constant action-based items that you have to do to become who you want to become. So, First Peter one thirteen seventeen. Let's read the Message Bible all together. Ready? So, roll up your sleeves, put your mind in gear, be totally ready to receive the gift that's coming when Jesus arrives. Don't lazily slip back into those old grooves of evil, doing just what you feel like doing. You didn't know any better then. You do now. As obedient children, let yourselves be pulled into a way of life sharp, shaped by God's life. Excuse me. A life energetic and blazing with holiness. God said, I'm holy. You be holy. You call out to God for help, and he helps. He's a good father that way. But don't forget... He's also a responsible father and won't let you get by with sloppy living. Somebody say Selah. There's work to do. We got a year. There's, there's, we got work to do. <laughs> Building our faith. That's the goal this year. We got work to do. Take your strategic life plan. Go through it during the fast. Take this... Um, this PowerPoint information on how to build your faith. Read First Peter 1 um, and then study Second Samuel 7. I love it um, because Second Samuel 7 is just powerful. These we're going to bring next week. These are after we really sit with God and figure out the prayer, the prayer that we got to have courage to pray, what God is saying. Um, we're going to, this week's scripture to go is Second Samuel 7, 18. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and prayed. King David, not raggedy David, not weak David, not pathetic David, but a king, a warrior, a worker, a winner. He sat in, went in and sat before the Lord. You're going to have to turn off music. You're going to have to turn off TV. You're going to have to pull away from certain food. So Pastor Daryl's going to come now, go over the fasting component. Um, this, this PowerPoint is on the app. It's a section called 2017 Building Our Faith. Um, these forms, all of this document is all on the app, okay? And then what we've also added is your fasting guideline, okay? Um, while Pastor Darrell comes, if you go in, you need to, um, and what are you going to do? You're going to not just download the app, but you're going to become active with the app, okay? Um, so that you can really get so, um... When you go to, where's the page? This is what you're doing right now, right? Let's go right here. This is, do you have this page already? Okay, this is what we're about to go over right now. Um, but uh, if you go in, the, the, it has all the foods that you can eat, all the food, foods to avoid, and that's what he's going to go on. And it goes, uh, he, uh, there are a lot of things that you can, that you can do on this fast. Like, you can have almond milk, you can, um, 
Um, um, and it'll help with this 21-day fast, because 21 days is a long time. I, I had this dream. The Lord's been dealing with me. Uh, I, I've been sick. I got sick on Christmas Eve, and I, I wasn't really sleeping because the Lord was dealing with me in these dreams and in these... The Lord was dealing with me in, in, in these dreams, and, and I always have dreams of fighting because that's just my nature. So in the dream... I'm fighting, KJ, in the dream, it's like me and it's three dudes, and I'm like, yeah, I'm about to, you know, it's like one of those kind of movies, right, and I drop everybody, but but this was different. These dreams, it was, it was, it, there was like, it's just warfare, and the Lord said, this is happening on the spiritual realm, and I was like, well, if that's happening on the spiritual realm, what's happening down here, and he was like, you see what's happening, so the other night, um, the Lord showed me, he said, there was a presentation to people, and it was a gift that he was giving to people, and, and licorice, the gift was like um, glowing and beautiful and all these brilliant colors, and he presented it to him, uh, Byron, but the people were like, I don't like this part, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to leave that, and when they did that, it changed the dynamic of wasn't it didn't have the luster, it didn't have the brilliance, it didn't have the the wealth that he had presented. And he said, This is happening, Kenny. And I was like, Well, what do you want me to do? He said, Be prepared. So by being prepared, we're gonna start this fast. And I and I love this quote by Derek Prince. It says, Fasting helps us humble our soul. For our soul demands worship, quietness, and meditation to get back to God. To get back to God. So I just did a, a, um, uh, just a quick um, guideline based on, um, um, you'll see at the bottom, Miles Monroe. And it's, it's what fasting is, which means what fasting is not. It's not to lose weight. It's to get back to God. It's willful abstaining from natural pleasures for a spiritual purpose. Talking about what you eat, what you listen to, what you watch, you know, maybe in some instances who you hang out with, because you are denying your flesh to feed your spirit. You're denying your flesh to speed your, your spirit. So the guidelines really quickly, you want to drink plenty of water, 21-day fast. If you've never gone on a 21-day fast, you might get a lot of uh, acidic, um, gastric action in your body. Drink more water. You got to drink more water. And if you go through the Dr. Uh, Axe um, blog, you'll see all the foods you can eat, the things you can't eat. And this is for 21 days, right? Acid, or you can use, uh, what's that, apple cider? You can use that apple cider vinegar, just to, just to, and that'll, that'll, <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, the link is on the the link. The link is on the website, and when you go on the website, it'll 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 come up. So some of the benefits. The major benefit is for you to plug into the Lord. We think we think a lot of times. Okay, I'm fasting, so God's got to do something for me. Yeah, there's that element, but. We put ourselves in a position to be used by God, to hear from God when we're fasting. And what we really need now is to hear what God is saying. We're entering, Byron, into 2017. We talked about shaking the dust of 2016, shaking all that old stuff off. And one of the reasons I like David, she was talking about Abigail, because here's the thing. David sent a messenger down to ask Abigail's husband to feed them because they had been protecting his property. And the guy was like, I'm not feeding them. And this is what David said, 
he was like, if every man on that property is not dead by nightfall, I was like, what kind of dude was this? He was like, I'm going down there and I'm killing everybody. That's who David was. And Abigail was like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> she went to her husband. She said, this dude, he was like, I don't care. So she went and made food. And next thing you know, he, he didn't kill him, but David was getting ready to wipe out everybody. So this is the thing. The, the, David was a killer. Do not be mistaken. He was a killer. That's why the Lord said, you can't build my temple. Blood on your hands. Because David was like, what? You, whoosh, he didn't play. So we were talking about David and Goliath, and there are some things that we really need to be good and dead. Goliath wasn't good and dead. When David hit him with the stone, he fell down. But then the scripture says, and then he took the sword and killed him, and then he cut off his head. So he wasn't good and dead until he stabbed him and cut his head off. And there's some things that we got to cut the head off. Some things we want to leave in 2016, we want to start. In 2017, we got to cut that, we got to stab that thing good. Stab it and cut the head off to move on, all right? And that's where we start with this fast. The benefits are plugging into God, listening to what he's saying. I have written down here that meditation is when we hear from God. We're listening. Prayer is when we're talking. Meditation on the word is when we're listening. And you'll feel it. You'll feel it in your spirit. The spirit will go, be quiet. And you're like, oh, but I, I, I haven't finished my devotional. Oh, but, but I haven't finished telling you what I want. Oh, oh, but I haven't been telling you about the problem. God already knows about the problem. He's trying to give you the answer to the problem. We just got to be quiet. We just got to be quiet. So those are some of the benefits. Um, if you look at these scriptures, um, most of these scriptures you, you, already, you already know. Matthew talks about when you fast, presenting yourself um, healthily before people not oh my god i'm fasting and da, da, da. they don't need to hear that that that's because you're not fasting for them you're fasting for you you're fasting to get closer to god you're fasting to hear what he's saying to you about this situation but in joel can somebody really can somebody grab joel 2 for me joel 2 12 really quickly uh new living translation if you can uh new living and i'm just gonna go through it and, and that'll be it but we're we're fat we're fasting to it's it's like being plugged up to a big um tank and fasting opens up the conduit to the tank so god can do more for you we have to put ourselves in a position to be used by god because what god's doing for us you got it what god's doing for us is not just for us it's for other people read it for me um uh, mark that's right. I haven't seen you so long. <laughs> this is Joel 2, 12? I'm sorry. Thirteen. Just uh, the first sentence. Don't tear your clothing in your grief. Tear your hearts. That's what fasting is. We're tearing our heart. We're circumcising ourselves. He's cutting off the fat. He's cutting off the fat during this, during this fast. During this fast. Now, um, this is a corporate fast. You need, to get, you need to get a checkmate. 
You know, I'm a big chess guy. You need to get somebody to check in with. You need to get somebody to check. 21 day fast is a difficult fast. For me, day three makes me mad. Day three is always the, the worst day for me. Day three and then about day 16, because then I get angry. Get so your heads are going to be hurting. Your body is getting rid of all the toxins. Your head's going to be hurting. Your stomach may be hurting, but you need to get a checkmate because I have here, do not quit. Make a commitment to finish this. You're making a, that's what warriors do. We're making a commitment to finish this because God is going to be speaking in 2017 that he's already shown me some some to some of the crazy stuff that's going on and some of the warfare that's coming against you and warfare wouldn't be coming against you if God wasn't trying to do something for you the warfare that's coming against this church the warfare that the Lord was showing me would not be coming against you if God wasn't going to do something for you so the enemy wants us to lose focus and concentrate on we, what we didn't get in 2016, all the stuff that happened in 2016. Uh, I, I made a promise to myself to do this, and this didn't happen, and th these things didn't happen. And by the time August came, so-and-so, and I was going to drop 20 pounds. Cut the head off that. Stab that. Leave it. Cut the head off. Leave it. It's, it's done. God is taking us someplace else. He can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or even imagine according to his power that is at work within us his power grows greater with the fast amen okay so rend your heart not your clothes okay are there any questions get you a checkmate somebody that you can pray with in the morning somebody that you can talk to somebody that that maybe knows your prayer request somebody that you trust with your prayer request Somebody that you can pray in agreement with. For where two or three are gathered, there I will be in the midst. So God's going to meet you on this fast. He's going to wake you up early. He's going to wake you up an hour or two before work and say, come, talk to me. And it's up to you. If you want to get everything that God has for you, if you want to um, put yourself in a position to be used by God, because it's not just about you receiving wealth. The wealth of the Lord, not, not, not just talking about finances, but what God has for you. It's about other people watching you. It's about people who know you're a Christian. It's about people who know your walk. People who know what you're going through. People who know you don't like your boss. Mm. Right? So how we respond to that? Any comments or questions before we move on? A full fast. You will see. You Well, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. When I say full when I say full fast, when I, I don't mean I don't mean uh, just liquid fast, right? So when you look at when you look at Doctor Axe, there's a list of things that you can eat. There's a list of grains you can eat. Like he says, no bread, no bread of any kind. But you, but you, no sugar, no salt. Uh, there are grains you can eat, juices. He says, stay away from, stay away from acid. So stay away from acidic juices. You can use apple juice, cranberry juice, because acid's going to create more acid in your stomach. Right. So we're talking about uh, a, just a partial fast for 21 days. Last time I did a I did a full juice fast for 21 days and I lost like all this weight. And just just so you know, we are fasting with you. But this year, the Lord has called the Ordells to do several fasts. I don't know how many we will be doing, but the Lord has called us to do several fasts this year because he's trying to take us someplace.
So we're trying to put ourselves in a position to hear from the Lord. Amen. Um, any questions or comments? You can go to the website. Uh, it's laid out. It's pretty clear. You know the do's and don'ts. And here's the thing. If you're not sure, the Spirit of the Lord lets you know. The Spirit of the Lord will let you know. If you're not sure, the Spirit of the Lord will be like, you know you can't watch that. You know you can't eat that. Right? All right. Lord, we just come before you right now in the name of Jesus. First and foremost, Father, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for getting rid of 2016, shaking the dust, for stabbing it and cutting the head off all of those things, Lord. All of those things we thought we should have gotten. All of those things that happened to us that maybe we did not want to happen, Lord. There is a plan in place, Lord. You are working all things out for our good, Lord. So we say thank you right now for what you're going to do, Lord. My prayer is that the spirit of the Lord begins to walk through our dreams, leaving treasures of revelation, Lord, for us. Treasures of revelation, Father. So when we wake up, when we spend our prayer time with you, when we're meditating, Lord, when we're listening to you, when we're going over the scriptures, when we have our favorite scripture, when it gets hard and we continue to walk, when the enemy challenges us and we continue to walk, Lord, that you speak to our hearts, Lord, and reveal to us where we are going and what we should be doing, placing ourselves in a position to be used by you to the fullest. We say thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.